Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode 37 of Journey into Paul's Imagination. I'm excited today because I feel like for the first time in like probably three or four months now, we have a special guest that's coming later on in the show. Um, no, uh, no stranger to Journey into Paul's Imagination, but my buddy Alex Rodriguez uh, will be joining the show um, to talk about Marvel Day at Sea on the Disney Dream. He just recently embarked on a five-night cruise on the Disney Dream. Same length uh, and same uh, port destinations that I went on back in October. However, instead of Halloween, he got to do uh, Marvel Day at Sea. So I'm really excited to get to talk to him, get to learn more about um, the offerings there. I know I got to talk a lot about Halloween on the high seas, but really excited to to share his his thoughts, what he experienced, and yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, I feel like after being on my first Disney cruise, I love hearing about others, and uh, can't wait to share that with you guys later on the show. But first, you know we got to get into our news, and um, we definitely got some news. So we'll get off with our park news, and first off, we finally got a storyline for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which... Normally, I feel like we don't get this before attractions open. This time we did, however. Um, And basically, this is going to be an original concept to this attraction where it's basically the process um, or the story of how um, after Tiana's life, she had the success of Tiana's Palace, um, how now she is going to grow her own business with Tiana's Foods. Um, So... I'm a little intrigued. I personally would have liked the route of just like telling the story of Princess in the Frog um, throughout the attraction so we could see Dr. Facilier. Um, Not to say I'm going to knock on the attraction just yet um, because I have been wrong when I felt that way. But a little skeptical, but we'll see. Still excited, you know, see what that attraction becomes. But we do at least have a a little bit clear idea of like what is the – what's the angle – uh, the Walt Disney Company is going to take with this ride. Also over at Walt Disney World, we found out that Daily Housekeeping is returning to all Walt Disney World Resort hotels this month. Um, this might not sound like a big deal, but if you're going to be on an extended uh, length trip to Walt Disney World and you're wondering why they weren't doing everyday housekeeping, um, there are some shortages with uh, – with staffing, no longer going to be an issue. Um, so you are more than welcome to have housekeeping clean your room daily. Um, also with housekeeping, we also got a first peek at the new Disney's Boardwalk in renovated rooms. Um, just from the basic pictures that we saw, it still looks very similar to the old ones with a little bit more like pictures on the wall. So I'm intrigued to see, you know, what comes out of it. Um, I thought when I did my stay at Disney's Boardwalk in uh, la- last year, two years ago now, um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's not one of my favorite properties, but one of my – probably if I had a big complaint, it would just the rooms were very outdated. They felt very old compared to the rest of the resort rooms, so definitely needed a renovation. I do want to wait and see uh, more pictures because some of the pictures were like sneak peeks, so couldn't fully get a glimpse at what they're going to look like. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, beginning on February 15th, um, Chip and Dale, dressed up as the Rescue Rangers, are going to be meeting. And it's kind of nice seeing that, like, 
Disney's Hollywood Studios is becoming the hub of like these like new character interactions. And some of these characters aren't necessarily necessarily unique to the parks. Um, just maybe dressed up differently or meeting in a different spot. So I'm excited that we're starting to see like this entertainment, you know, really kick back into full swing. I still feel like it's not fully there yet from COVID, but it is exciting to see that a park like Disney's Hollywood Studios is going to feel practically normal once again. And then lastly, today in Disney's earning calls, we heard that there's an avatar experience coming to Disneyland. Um, not sure what that will entail to, but I am intrigued. I know that, you know, Avatar has been a tremendous success, Avatar being the highest grossing film of all time. Um, Pandora doing extremely well at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Really excited to see what they did to Disneyland. And also on that running call, um, CEO Bob Iger actually made a comment to um, the the head of Disney Park Experiences and Products saying that he wants uh, tomorrow to look at some of the franchises that Disney owns and where can they increase capacity in the parks. That got me really excited personally because one thing that I've wished Disney wouldn't do moving forward is, you know, when they're building something, bringing franchises that have already been used in the parks. Perfect example is like Toy Story Land. You already, you know, Buzz Lightyear is, you know, has his own attraction at Magic Kingdom. Um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge totally made sense, but you do have Star Tours right outside the land. Those types of things, like I want to see some of the franchises that um, don't get enough love. Like I would love like a Hercules attraction or just uh, like Hercules or I would love Tarzan at Disney's Animal Kingdom. That always to me felt like a no-brainer property that hasn't been used. So obviously just an idea, just a report, but it's something that I really hope that they can build on because I feel like there's so many franchises out there that they can tap into and you know build up and make the parks better than they've ever been. Um, but anyways, let's get into some food news. And I know I've been recently breaking up some of our updates because we're getting so many in certain areas that I want to jump all over the place. Um, but we got some food updates. So I'll start off with we got the foodie guide for Valentine's Day. Um, and it looks okay. A lot of it's just on uh, Valentine's Day itself. So sometimes that's difficult, even for someone like myself, if I'm not going to the parks on Valentine's Day. Um, they have like special zebra dome cakes over at Boma Flavors of Africa. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge has a lot just in general. Um, of course, uh, Disney's Beach Club Resort at the Beach Club um, or at Beaches and Cream Soda Shop, there's going to be a strawberry mini milkshake. I'm not really a strawberry person, um, but it does look really appetizing if you are a strawberry person. Um, really across property, I'm just looking through. There's a, a chocolate-covered strawberry cake at Contempo Cafe. None of these really stood out a whole lot to myself. Um, but if you're a strawberry person, unfortunately, I am not. Um, there are plenty of things that are being offered all across property. There's even a strawberry s'mores over at the Ganachery at Disney Springs. Um, now, I don't, again, I don't love strawberry, but those those s'mores are phenomenal. Um, so I might contemplate getting one just for that. Really, the one thing that I do really want to try and I probably won't be able to 
is there's a chocolate liege waffle at Connections Cafe. And it it irritates me because every time there's a really good liege waffle, I always miss it. Any specialty liege waffle that I've wanted at Connections, I've never been able to get. Either it was available for one day or I missed the month. And it's unlike me because I'm normally the one who's pretty spot on with when things come out. But if you are looking for the chocolate liege waffle, it will be there um, specifically on um, specifically on Valentine's Day. And now that I'm looking, there's obviously stuff I missed because – the outdoor carts in Frontierland actually have some pretty good-looking stuff. There's a strawberry cheesecake pretzel that I, I'm truly looking at this now, and this actually looks delicious. It's a strawberry and graham cracker dusted cream cheese pretzel that looks phenomenal. And then there's a strawberry cookies and cream churro. Also looks phenomenal. I may have to reconsider and look back at... Uh, Oh my God. Of course. My apologies. That is Disneyland Resort. There, I knew there was a reason why um, I did not look at that, but that looks delicious. I really wish we had some of the stuff that Disneyland uh, has. And just based off of looking at that, you can tell that uh, they got some really good food items. But moving on, and I apologize if I sound a little stuffy. I don't know what randomly took over uh, myself. But recently I was at the park, so I've gotten to try some things. Um, that I wanted to share. So I'll start with um, one of the Black History Month items. I tried the Princess Tiana King's cake, um, and I was a little disappointed, not going to lie. So I love King's cake, and it was a pretty, like for a Disney park, like the King's cake itself was actually pretty tasty. It was just the rest of the milkshake was really like not really a fan. It was a cinnamon milkshake. It tasted like just whipped cream. Um, and as much as I love whipped cream at a point, you kind of get sick of it. And when I was just drinking it for too long, I'm like, not really a fan. So if you really want to try the donut or the King's cake, I recommend it just for that. The shake itself is, uh, is very disappointing. So take that what you will. I would probably skip it, even though it does look like, like the presentation is gorgeous. We got a lot of compliments walking around, um, me and my buddy Anuj, who, requested to be on the podcast numerous times so here's a shout out um but it did look pretty king's cake was good i just didn't really care for the shake so personally i would skip it over at epcot international festival of the arts and i feel like i need to do a full podcast just on festival of the arts before it ends probably we'll do that as the festival wraps up as like a as a whole review um but i've gotten I feel like every time I uh, I go, I get something else from there. But let me start with the non-festival item. So I tried um, over in Germany, I tried the caramel s'mores cookie. And normally I get the butter bar from here, which is my favorite snack. Um, but I tried something different. A little disappointed that I did. Uh, cookie was a bit dry. Didn't really taste like s'mores. And as a s'mores lover myself, I just felt like, nah, not really a fan of this, but... Um, I would recommend skipping. If you're ever going to Germany and you're looking for a good snack, always get the butter bar. It is phenomenal. It's only five bucks um, and super tasty. Other thing that I tried was the pimento grilled cheese with tomato soup. Um, it, it was pretty good. Now, this is, comes from the Pop Eats uh, booth. I love the regular grilled cheese with tomato soup. I think it's one of the best value festival dishes out there of any festival 
It's great. It's good. It's always consistent. Um, I like the pimento grilled cheese. Not my favorite. Like, I definitely prefer the regular. And I'm more of like a, I like trying the unique. Um, in this instance, I just prefer the regular grilled cheese. So it is good. It's worth a try. Um, for me, it was just a one and done. Like, very happy I tried it. Thought it was pretty good. Wouldn't, probably wouldn't go back and get it again. Um, now, tonight when we went, um, Lindsay got the hummingbird cake. And I'm like 50-50 on this one. So it's a banana cake with pineapple, coconut, pecans, um, and cream cheese frosting with banana sorbet. The banana cake itself was delicious. Everything combined was just a lot for me and wasn't really a fan of it. Um, so it's interesting. If, you, if all of that sounds like something you would like, and it definitely was something that like we knew Lindsay would like, um, I'd, I'd try it. I mainly just like the banana cake. I thought the banana cake was super good. Um, rest of it was just a little overboard for me. And also speaking about cakes, I think Vessel of the Arches has delicious de uh, desserts. I tried the rainbow cake with freeze-dried Skittles. Thinking nothing of it, just thought it would be a regular cake that looks pretty. This cake was so good. Um, I'm not the biggest cake person because cake is normally really dry, at least all the cakes I've had. And just dry desserts don't really, I don't know. I'm not really a fan. Um, this cake was super moist, had great flavor. Like I didn't feel like I was just eating a bland cake. Like I felt like this had plenty of flavor. The freeze-dried Skittles were delicious. Like this cake was so good. Um, and it wasn't one thing that like it was a must-get for me. Like I was on the fence Highly recommend it. It is delicious. It's probably one of the best cakes I've had on Disney property. Um, highly, highly recommend. I was a huge fan. And while we're talking about Festival of the Arts, I needed to talk about Ashley Brown and Michael James Scott. They are the performers for the next two weeks at Epcot Festival of the Arts. And let me tell you, the two of them tonight was the best Disney on Broadway um, concert series show that I've ever seen. I'm, I love Michael James Scott. He's the original genie, uh, or not the original. He plays currently genie um, from Disney's Aladdin. Got to see him um, when they were in Orlando. He's phenomenal. Ashley Brown, I believe, is one of the, uh, was Mary Poppins on Broadway. They both are just so good. Their set list is great. Um, when Michael James Scott plays uh, or sings Go the Distance, so good. Friend Like Me. So good. Uh, Super Califragilist, excellent. Whole new world. Like, they were phenomenal. They were about as good as you could possibly be for that concert series. If you're a local and you're contemplating on going or you've never gone to the series, do not miss them. They are 10 out of 10, excellent, have all the energy. They're hilarious. They're so talented. Go see them. You will not regret it. They are just like, we left today and we're like, this is the best concert series that we've seen. It was so, so good. Um, so, yeah. Go see Michael James Scott and Ashley Brown. Back to food, though. I got one more food thing. Um, we ate at a Disney dining, of course, this weekend for Lindsay's birthday. Um, and we did Boathouse brunch. This is my fourth time at uh, the Boathouse. Big fan, big fan. Um, but brunch, to me, is actually my favorite meal at Boathouse. So this is our second brunch. We've also had dessert there, and we've had dinner there. Dinner's good. Um, dinner's good, but brunch, to me, it's just super affordable. 
The drinks are great. Everything's just great. Um, so starting off, everyone gets the cinnamon bread, which is just probably the best bread on Disney property. It is, it is like, it's, it's incredible. It's so, so good. Literally, if you like cinnamon rolls, it's cinnamon bread and it's delicious. Um, we also all got drinks for the most part. Our group got the blueberry lemonade, which I think it's the best value drink on property. It's a massive glass, decently strong and super tasty. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of the drink. I think it's really good. And it's only like 15 bucks. I mean, normally I would say size-wise, it's probably like three drinks combined into one. So for 15 bucks, I mean, hey, there are a bunch of drinks on Disney property that are over 15 bucks itself for like a regular glass. I mean, this is, this is big. Um, so I highly recommend. Um, and then this is my second time getting it because I loved it so much. But the fried chicken and biscuits, they're just so good. The sauce is so good. I think it's the best chicken on property. It's just phenomenal. It's just so good. Like, and it's only 50, like the value for Boathouse Brunch is where it's at. Like my dish was filling. I couldn't even finish it probably because of the cinnamon roll or the cinnamon bread. But, um, my dish was only 15 bucks and it's delicious. Um, also the vibe, I mean, we got to sit in the, um, we got to sit in the boat right behind the check-in desk. Such a cool experience. Anytime you get to like, you're going on a Disney dining and they have like a special place to sit. It's always cool to ask for it. Um, for me, like that's one of them over at, uh, Jock Lindsay's hangar bar. They have like the little pod to sit in. Like I've done that and that's really cool. Take advantage when you can. Um, and also for brunch on, I think now it's Saturday and Sunday, they have dueling pianos and they're fantastic. So overall, it's just, it's such a great experience. It's my favorite, uh, dining at Disney Springs. Personally, I have Boathouse 11th out of 101 on my list. I think it's fantastic. If you're going to eat at Disney Springs, I think the one place that's worth going out of your way is Boathouse. And I would recommend doing it for a brunch on a weekend. It's just so good. The values there, you're not really, I mean, you could spend a lot if you get drinks and everything, um, but not required. It's Boathouse is fantastic. Moving on, run Disney. Um, and I don't want to cut it. Uh, I got to get moving so that we get Alex on the show. Only uh, run Disney news that we got is the Disneyland half marathon themes have released. Um, this is the Disneyland half marathon that will be uh, next January. Um, so we have a goofy Disneyland yoga. Then the Disneyland 5K is going to be Pluto themed. The Disneyland 10K is going to be Donald and Daisy. The half marathon is going to be Mickey and Minnie. Then there is a double dare challenge with Dumbo, which that sounds cool. And then a Chip and Dale kids races. Um, and the double dare is the 10K and the half marathon. That sounds pretty cool. Um, so those are the themes. Um, I think we talked about last week how you can do the coast to coast challenge too. Um, so that's pretty cool if that's something you're looking for. Next on Disney Cruise Line news, Pixar Day at Sea and Marvel Day at Sea will return to Disney Cruise Line in 2024. We're going to get to talk plenty about it um, later on in the show uh, with Alex to you know learn more about what that's like. 
Over to our entertainment news, starting off with uh, Star Wars Vision Volume 2 will be streaming on Disney Plus on May 4th, featuring nine animated shorts from nine studios around the globe. Um, now, I feel like I had to talk about this because as an AMC lover, um, there's a ticket price change. Um, so depending on location, AMC has now added a uh, pricing sight line where basically, depending on where you sit in the theater, can alter the price of your ticket. So if you're sitting front um, front or in select ADA seats, that's going to be a value ticket, which will be, from what it sounds, $2 cheaper than a normal ticket. Preferred seats will be middle and center, right in the middle, best seats. Those are actually going to be $2 more expensive. And then there is the standard seats, um, which are, you know, pretty much anything else, those would be the normal price. Most people hate this. Um, and I get it. As someone, you know, if I was just going to the movies once, once in a blue moon, I would hate it. As an AMC Stubbs A-list member, I'm happy because, especially for Marvel tickets, they are so hard to get good seats. Um, and a lot of times they're sold on Fandango before they even get to the AMC app. And then it gets glitchy with using your A-list. And it's like, by the time you're looking to get tickets, it's like, oh, you're, you know, you don't have a chance to get it. Um, A-list is not affected by this. So I'm sorry if I'm being selfish, but I, I am a little happy just for the fact that I think personally, like A-list members should get priority. I mean, you're, you know, paying towards the company monthly. Um, I feel like, you know, there should be some type of incentive. And there's already plenty, so... Um, but it would just be nice to guarantee that you, you got a chance, even if it was a slightly early showing. All right. Next thing, Tron light cycle run currently going through cast member previews. More to come on that for me soon. However, I did watch Tron and Tron legacy. Tron, not a fan, could not get into it. I ended up sitting on my phone. Most of the movie just was not interested. Tron legacy was interesting. Um, very different type of movie, brutal in some ways, um, not graphically, but like it, there's a lot of action, um, very different type of movie, di way ahead of its time, probably the best score of any Disney movie that's ever come out. The score is phenomenal. Primarily, that's probably why I'm excited for Tron Light Cycle Run. I am intrigued on the idea though of like building an attraction to Tron, um, I'm not sure watching the movie that it warranted it. I'm excited to ride it. But after uh, after going on it for the first time, I'm not sure if it would have been my choice. But anyways, that's just me. And last piece of entertainment news, and I'm pretty excited for these. Um, we have received confirmation that Frozen 3, Zootopia 2, and Toy Story 5 are all in the works. Now, I know a lot of people are probably not excited for Toy Story 5. I am for one reason and one reason only. I hated the way Toy Story 4 ended. Hated Buzz and Woody um, separating. I have always said if you are going to do what you're going to do in Toy Story 4, you need a fifth installment to repair that. So I am excited just simply so they can reunite those two. Only reason, that's all I'm going to go into for those. Now, I've got one movie review, um, which I'm, I'm disappointed in. So I saw uh, M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Knock at the Cabin. 
Very mixed reviews. Pretty typical of an M. Night Shyamalan film. Um, I thought the movie had a ton of potential. I thought the trailers looked extremely interesting. And I think the plot's pretty good. I just don't think they build on it at all. Like, the plot is basically that these four strangers come to this house of this couple with their daughter. And these strangers are demanding that um, this family has to have someone kill a family member in order to prevent the apocalypse. Um, Unfortunately, it just doesn't dive really any deeper than that. It's a pretty straightforward film. And to me, I felt like that's where they went wrong. I think we needed a lot more reasoning behind a lot of pieces in the movie, um, which is why it, it just got really boring for me. I felt like, I don't know, they were trying to do too much. At points, I felt like, they were adding flashbacks just to fill movie time. Um, they had an interesting concept. They just couldn't build on it. Um, I mean, the stakes are extremely high in the movie. So, like, you always feel that something important is happening. And you do sympathize for the four invaders. Like, they are – they have to make a difficult decision. Um, but the movie's just not entertaining. Some parts can be really boring. Um I on Instagram considered it a snooze fest because I was getting a little sleepy during it. Um, there are storylines that they'll begin and then they don't finish. And for me, that's always frustrating in a movie because, you know, you get invested into something and you want to know what happens and then they don't build on that. This movie, they did that way too often with pretty much each character. Um, I thought that was a little frustrating. Overall, just story was too simple. And also, I didn't think the acting was really good for anybody, including Dave Bautista. Um, not saying it was the actor's and actress's fault. I thought the writing was pretty bland. Part of a you know simple story. Just was not a fan. I gave this a 5.1 out of 10. Personally, um, it's my least favorite film of 2023 so far. Last thing before we get the man, the myth, Alex Rodriguez on. Um... You're probably wondering how we celebrated Lindsay's birthday. Well, we saw her favorite and now my favorite musical, Wicked. Um, I know it's not Disney. However, I still need to talk about it because Wicked was phenomenal. Um, As someone who didn't grow up with any interest in Broadway musicals, really didn't get into it until recently as I've seen more shows, um... I didn't. I was very eerie about how I would feel about Wicked, being that it's not a Disney production. But man, the story is phenomenal. Um, best set pieces of a show I've seen. Best costumes. The music's pretty good. The story is phenomenal. It's nice to have a musical where you don't know what's going to happen. I think that's what I liked about it most. Is that you know when I see the Aladdin, The Lion King, Frozen, like those are all great Broadway shows. But I knew what was going to happen from the movies. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen with Wicked. And I it just got me that much more interested in it. Um, and I'm always a sucker for a villain origin story. I truly am. Um, this show is phenomenal. It is absolutely beautiful. We had great seats. Um, and the Dr. Phillips Center also is just amazing. I wish I could live there. It's so beautiful. But um, I hope if you're an Orlando local or if you're around somewhere where Wicked's touring or if you're in New York and you can see it on Broadway. Such an awesome show. It's truly not a show where you have to 
enjoy Broadway. Um, I feel like as long as you know anything about Wizard of Oz, you'll enjoy it. Um, it's just that big of a production that it, it really suits anybody. Um, so it definitely got me wanting to see more non-Disney Broadway shows just to expand my horizons and realize that there's great, great musicals out there. And Wicked was, for probably a while, it'll I'll consider it my favorite Broadway show. So I was very, very happy to go and see it. But now is the time. Let's go ahead and talk about Marvel Day at Sea on Disney Cruise Line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, my good friend, Alex Rodriguez. Alex, welcome back. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, we're excited to have you back, especially since you have went on your first Disney cruise. You know we had to get you back, talk all about Marvel Day at Sea specifically. Um, (laughs) So I'm really excited to be able to bother you a few days after you're getting off the high of being on a Disney cruise line. Yeah, no, the Marvel Day at Sea, I mean, first of all, it was something that we planned last minute. It was like a month before the um, boat actually sailed off. And let me tell you, this is my first Disney cruise, but well worth it. Like anyone who hasn't done a Marvel Day and if you're a big Marvel fan or even not even a big Marvel fan, like any just generic Marvel fans, they would enjoy this cruise. So I got to ask, give us like the, and I purposely didn't want to look any of this up before talking to you, because I want you to give me a breakdown, just specifically like Marvel Day at Sea. And for those who are unaware, each Disney cruise has like a one themed night. Mine was Halloween on the high seas. Christmas has theirs. Then there's also Marvel Day at Sea, Pixar Day at Sea. What does Marvel Day at Sea look like? Like what is break down what that day looks like is there extra decor what's going on on the ship yeah so i'm at least for our ship there is some decor going around actually the first the night before marvel day the um housekeeping crew they actually put a sticker on your window that says ahoy captain and then it has all the marvel characters on it i'm Um, so jealous do you have a picture of that I do not, and oh. I, I'm so mad because I we, you know, intended to take that with us, but we totally forgot about it our last day. Oh. So, but it was pretty cool. I think someone has a picture of it on, on the Facebook group chat. But basically, when you wake up, you know, we're waking up, getting ready for, for, you know, the buffet service. But the first thing you hear, and this is throughout the day, is just Marvel theme song so from like any series or movies um, mainly like we saw heard a lot of the avengers theme songs they're just playing throughout the ship and it starts off like early in the morning like at 8 a.m with your first character meet and greets uh we had uh captain marvel sam wilson um steve rogers we had black panther shuri was there um there's actually a show called the Wakanda Warriors where Okoye was there and her performance was amazing. Like just her performance alone made me think, and this might be a not a big topic right now, but like I need a Wakanda theme land somewhere in Disney because that was just perfect what they did. A Wakanda theme land would be great. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, you know, uh, there was activities around the boat. Like early in the morning, it starts off with like, your DIY crafts 
Um, you have a lot of Marvel trivia. There's trivia for young kids, trivia for 18 plus for those serious Marvel fans. And then they're also showing uh, movies. So like this time around, we were able to see Wakanda uh, forever. I think they showed Shang-Chi and uh, Doctor Strange. Um, so those three movies are playing out throughout the day. And what else can I say? Like, uh, oof. like I said, there was so many things going on there, like the the meet and greets and the one show that I couldn't go to was the Doctor Strange Academy. I heard that was a really good show. Um, and that's but, at the Walt Disney Theater, right? That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see the show like at the poolside deck? Yeah, the one at night, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So it, that Marvel, that, that show lasted, I think, about 28 minutes. On okay. Top. And did that lead into fireworks? Yes. At the okay. end, it led to like a couple of fireworks. What it made it, what they made it seem like uh, Iron Man actually shooting out of his hand. Um, oh, That's wow. how they made the fireworks appear. But other than that, you know, you had all your characters come out. It was like, you know, the good guys versus the bad guys. Um, they did fight sequence. My favorite part actually was Shang-Chi fighting Taskmaster. Okay. And they did the whole fight scene in the middle of the boat. They have, you know, like you could get really up close with them. I didn't even realize Taskmaster was on the ship. Yeah. I mean, he's not a meet and greet character, but he did show up on the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now, so what's the overall story of like the show on the pool jack? So uh, it deals with the multiverse. Like they have a little machine that takes them to the multiverse. And I guess we'll okay. see that in the next movie in Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, but originally it's just a couple characters with Spider-Man being the main focus. And he actually touches the machine, brings them to a different multiverse. And then you see your characters come out again thinking, you know, they're like, oh, Spider-Man, what are you doing here? Um, and then you meet villains from their timeline. So we saw villains from the Hawkeye series, the Russian bros. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You had their whole crew. Then you had the whole, um, what's their name again? Uh, oh, from where is it? The what? From what show or what project? It's not slipping into my head right now. Oh. Hydra. Hydra members coming in. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, like, pretty cool to see that. And your two main villains was Loki and Wanda. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, they they actually had both. They had Wanda and Doctor Strange coming from the steam engines on top. And that is awesome. Float right down. It was pretty cool. That is awesome. <laughs> that sounds so epic. Yeah, and the one thing that touched me, and I told this to my girlfriend, that they had, when they switched to another multiverse uh, universe, they did this a couple times. They showed Black Panther and Shuri there, and they had a little dialogue where they said, oh, it's been so long, I haven't seen you. And then they hug each other. That's touching. I was like, wow, like, I didn't know they were going to do that. But that's emotional. Yeah. It hit the spot right there. Wow. That is. And now, so what, what like, meet and greets did you experience? What other characters maybe didn't you see, but you saw were meeting on the ship? Yeah. So I saw uh, Sam Wilson, uh, Captain Marvel, and then I met Shang-Chi. Those were the only three characters I was able to meet. Uh, There was other characters like Steve Rogers, uh, Doctor Strange, 
Miss um, Marvel was there. And then they had a special greeting room, which I didn't find out till that day, but apparently it was a like an exclusive sign up that you had to do before. But you could meet Spider Man, Iron Man, and Thor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Lady Thor as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Did yeah. they, like, was any food items themed on the ship? Like, I know for Halloween, no, Halloween on the high seas didn't, but was there any, like, like, I know Pirate Night, you probably experienced the food changes to specifically, like, Caribbean. Like, yeah. was anything like that? Like, any of the desserts? None at all. I mean, it was still our same food that we had. Nothing themed out for that. Okay, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, how Did they have specific merchandise for Marvel Day at Sea? They took out, well, they had a little section in the store. Um, they took out bits of the pirate uh, section. And they put like your Marvel merchandise where you can buy a Captain America shield, like a just a inflatable one, and then just a couple shirts. But it wasn't too much merchandise overall. Gotcha. And it sounds so. Would you say most of the merchandise was like just your more generic Marvel merch, more rather than like specific to Disney Cruise Line? Yeah, it was just like you know a shirt that says Marvel and you had all your characters, or a Captain America shirt that was more popular there. But there was nothing like that said Disney Cruise Line and Marvel. Gotcha. That's that sounds awesome. I think that makes me want to go back for Marvel Day at Sea because Halloween on the High Seas. As much as I liked it, um, I'm at, was Marvel Day at Sea for you on a sea day or was it when you were at Castaway Key? No, it was a sea day. So right after Castaway, because Castaway was our first stop, mm-hmm. uh, the sea day from there to Mexico that was. All day Marvel. See, that I'm jealous for because on my cruise, Halloween on the high seas was actually the Castaway Key Day. So while Halloween is going on all day, most people are already off the ship. So you're really not experiencing it until nighttime, which uh, was a little bit of a bummer. I mean, it's cool, but it's still like I would I love the idea of like you wake up and it's like this day is fully themed like yeah. It's Marvel in your face for, you know, 12 hours or whatever that might be. Exactly. And but no, like this was a full day Marvel. Everyone got to experience it. The only downside and, and a lot of people did complain about this, like on the boat, was that the character meet and greets were like 30, 40 minute wait lines. Which that shocks me. Yeah, it it's it was pretty long and. Granted, I don't mind waiting because, like, I never see those characters in the parks anyways unless you go to Disneyland. Yep. But, you know, I decided to wait, and you learn how to play the game, like, halfway through the day because you're like, okay, if they're meeting at uh, 1 o'clock, get there by 1230. So, you're, like, first in line. Yep. Uh, But it was pretty cool. And one show that I highly recommend. So, this was in the Adult Lounge Evolution. Uh Uh-huh. And they had a show, the Captain America Wonder Show, I think it was called. I could oh. So this show, so do you remember the first Captain America where he goes on stage before actually going to war and you have the lady singing? Yes. Right? He has his own theme song. Yes. That. So it's a 40 style theme song at first. They do 40 style three songs and then they do his theme song. So it's two people singing it while the ladies are like, kicking their legs in the back and then you hear okay and now we present to you captain america and then he actually comes out that is epic mm-hmm. 
That is awesome. On my cruise, they didn't really use Evolution for any theming. It was like they did Silent Disco every night. I think they did a comedy show one night, but like the story was never added. And that's interesting because like the way Evolution is placed on the dream, it's like it the theming goes away when you get to the bars. Like, the bars and lounges, it's like, it doesn't feel like you're in Disney anymore. So, I'm very exactly. intrigued that, like, they actually used it for, like, a theming show. Oh, wait. No, but, like, you know, I didn't know that about when you, for your cruise. But at least for my cruise, I felt like most of the entire ship was used. Like, every space was used for Marvel theme. Like, you could not get away from it. That's uh, awesome, though. I, I think that make, that intrigues me to go more. And not to take anything from Halloween on the high seas. It's just... I mean, Halloween on the high seas, we had a... It wasn't a show. It was just, like, a Halloween party. But I'm more of the speed of, like, I want that entertainment provided for me than, like, mm-hmm. being there for a party. That's the... Like, I wouldn't want to go to a Marvel-themed party on the boat. I'd probably get pretty bored pretty quick. Yeah. But that's awesome. I think that's really cool that they do that. So I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, Marvel was, Day at Sea feels like a, a thing that I have to do. It's definitely a must-do for any Marvel fans. Like, even if you're not a big Marvel fan, you would still enjoy it. Because, again, you feel like everything around you is just all Marvel. The song is playing, and you just feel like you're you're immersed into this like little universe. I love that. And now I'm sure you probably feel the same way based on your emphasis emphasis of um the music personally like i think disney fans when they go to the parks they talk about the loops that are in the parks like the background music and liking it i think the music on disney cruise line is like i almost miss that the most because i feel like the music is so good anywhere you go like you walk through the lobby and i could just sit there and listen to the music exactly like it it was so different from the parks because you know like you hear the same couple songs in the parks every day but here's like you like they played the entire playlist so like what they have and yeah cool and it's themed out to whatever you're going and like we had a pirates night so it was like all pirate themes when we were heading to mexico it was like a caribbean theme so it was it was just pretty cool to listen to all that disney music just constantly playing and you know even though when you go to your stateroom you know you don't hear anything from the outside, but you just turn on your TV and the music's still playing there. Yep. I, I completely forgot about that. But yes, I, I think on my last night, I purposely, because I was so depressed, getting ready to leave, <laughs> I left on my stateroom TV just to hear the like the soundtrack before I could leave. Yeah. Because it's great. It truly is. So what characters outside of Marvel Day at Sea, what other characters did you meet? What entertainment did you experience? Yeah, so character-wise, you know, I met Chippendale, Minnie, Daisy, um, Stitch. You know, those are just, like, your generic characters, but they're all in their, you know, Disney Cruise Line outfits, which is pretty cool to me. Um, You know, something fun and exciting to do. The lines weren't as long as, like, the Marvel lines, but uh, I did that. And then the one show that I will talk about, till the end of the day is the beauty and the beast show that blew my expectations because i did not see that coming like how amazing that show was going to be with their you know with their performance and all the stage shows that they do it was just it's like a broadway show literally on disney cruise line like it has a broadway 
feel and it's a yeah. Broadway level production. Exactly. And now I understand why, like they were, Disney is really good at this where you can't record in that room and yep. some people try it, but you see those cast members running down those aisles saying like, please don't record. And it's for the um, best. Exactly. Because then you savor that moment for people who want to go enjoy it. Yep. Um, but you know, that show was amazing. I even told my girlfriend, this was much better than what we saw that Disney put out, I think a couple months ago that they recorded a Beauty and the Beast live show. On ABC when they yeah. did that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought that was much better than that. But, you know, that was my favorite show the whole entire trip. I love to hear that. Now, I want to know, favorite dish you had, favorite character you met, you already said, talked about your favorite show, and then favorite experience of the cruise. So my favorite character was stitch I'm, i've always been a big stitch fan um the wait wasn't that long um unfortunately that day was a very rocky day in the sea but uh you know all these characters and something i learned on the ship they're actually allowed to interact with you for 10 minutes that's yep. what they're given and i didn't know that i thought it was going to be like in the parks quick snap and go um, no, they but, truly interact with yeah, you. Yeah, they interact, and that what caught me by surprise when I first, I think it was Minnie is the first character that I met on the ship. Like, you know, they're touching you, they're having fun, they're, at, you know, talking about your clothing or what you're wearing. Um, they really do make that experience very enjoyable. And I think it's important for people to know that. Like, mm-hmm. it's easy to say you can meet Mickey, like, at Magic Kingdom, but like when you do it on Disney Cruise Line, it's so much more relaxed and more personable because it's like we talked, you talked about the lines being long and I could connect this to my cruise because on the Halloween of like the Halloween night that we celebrated, those lines are always a lot longer just yeah. because it's the, the one unique night, especially for like Castaway Key Club members that have been before. They don't necessarily care all the time to go meet Mickey and Sailor Mickey costume mm-hmm. for the 20th time. They've done it. But <laughs> on that special night, you know, mm-hmm. you might not have been on that type of cruise all the time. So people care a little bit more and that that builds up a lot of those lines. Yeah. And like I said, you know, even though you might be deterred, you know, from 30, 40 minute lines because you're like, oh, why am I going to wait in line just for a quick interaction? They actually interact with you and they're not rushing you to get out of there. They're like they want to be there for you and just do things like whatever you want them to do, sign or just be playful, which I thought it was pretty cool. Um, So that was like my favorite character experience. Um, Favorite you know, meal of the trip was Palo. I, I don't know if that counts in, unless we're talking about rotation. Yeah, but, but do you have a specific dish from Palo? Yeah, it was a, if I'm, if I can remember correctly, it was a filet mignon. Filet steak. mignon, yep. Yeah. Um, I had that. One thing that I had to get used to is like all these uh, cruise dinings are very small portions, mm-hmm. but it was so good. Like you could still continue ordering more. The bread service there, there was like a pizza dough bread that was just fantastic. Like I did not want to, I told the server, just keep bringing them till I say stop because yep. they were just so good. And it, it also you pay extra for it. So you want to mm-hmm. get all of, you know, everything that you can from that meal. Yeah. But that was my favorite out of there. And then out of the rotational dining, 
none of the meals were like like that kind of stuck out to me but there was only one it was a cheesecake um Morado cheesecake i think it was called okay and i think that was at royal no royal palace no or... sorry it was animators Animators um, palette. Mm-hmm. That's where I had it, and that was the best cheesecake I ever had. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like, because you mentioned about the rotational dining, I know for me when we went, I feel like the best way to get like not only just your bang for your buck, but to find the best things, because rotational dining, like the meals are very hit or miss. It's very much like you got to be willing to order like multiple things, so yeah. it's like you can like because something might sound good, but it might be disappointing. Like, I know every night for dinner uh, or for dessert, we would say we want everything. (laughs) It got to the point where our server wouldn't say no when we didn't want everything because Mm -hmm. he's like, no, we're doing this every night. Like, just try it all. Um, So if anyone ever goes on a Disney cruise, just order everything. They will give it to you. It's worth Mm -hmm. it. At least you get to pick at something and decide, you know, maybe there's something you don't think you'll Mm -hmm. like and you love. Something you think you might love you don't like. Yeah, um, and you know, you try. Like, I think that's why they give it in small portions too, because you want to order a couple things from there, so you can, you know, try it, see which which one is good, which one's bad, um, and you don't get criticized if you don't eat it at all. Because, like, I remember there was a time where I didn't like a dessert, and my server came up to me. He's like, "Oh, did you not like that? Like, I can go get you a new one, or I can go get you another one on the menu." He brings me out the menu. Like, they're there for you. Like to get you that best experience so I was yeah like, there right. the service mm-hmm. is always phenomenal yeah so favorite experience of the cruise when you think overall looking back at it like what one memory is like you're like that that was the best part of the cruise for me it was castaway key uh-huh. like i'm i'm a beach person and i love going to beaches whenever i can and when we went besides the 5k because the 5k was amazing um, just running on the island but after that you know we were like we were like okay it's a really hot day let's go to the you know to the beach so we sat down and i thought you know just as any other normal beach you just pull up a lawn chair and then you just walk to the beach no there's actually chairs that you that are in front of your lawn chair that you can take to the water and just place it there yep and so when i place that there and the water was just so clear like i could see everything i was the most beautiful beach i've ever been to and just sitting there and then having actually one of the waiters come out and he's like hey do you want a pina colada and i'm like yeah sure why not that was that was that just hit everything there for me it was on day two and i was like i already knew this cruise is gonna be amazing Castaway Key truly is like i know people rave about like royals private island norwegians and something about it being a dis like having the Disney service on the beach, having the Disney theming. Um, also, Disney only has five ships. So, and I don't know this about Royal and Norwegian, but like they only do one ship per cast per time at Castaway Key. So it's only your ship on the island. Exactly. And the <laughs> island is much bigger than needs for a, even a full <laughs> ship. So oh, it's yeah. always like hot. It's very relaxed on the island. Yeah, it's it's not like, you know, you're waiting in long lines, even though you might have felt that on the cruise, like, oh, my God, this ship is packed. Once you get on the island, 
that all goes away. Like you're yeah. not waiting in long lines, even for food services. Like there's no long lines for anything, which I thought it was amazing. And I remember, excuse me, I was I remember telling my girlfriend like, oh man, we got to get to the beach early so we don't lose a seat or one of those lawn chairs. There was still plenty left by one o'clock. Like people. You know, some people are on the ship and some people are on the island. So you still like there's no weight at all. It's a weird feeling because you're mm-hmm. so used to getting up early, rushing off to the beach and making sure you beat the crowd. But like with Disney Cruise Line, you don't have to do that at all. I mean, you exactly. can go to the beach at three o'clock with the ship leaving at five and, you know, get an hour and <laughs> you'll get a good seat and go right in the water. Mm-hmm. No, that is it is Castaway Key is great. Alex, finishing thoughts, overall thoughts on the Disney Dream, Disney Cruise Line. So if you've never been on a cruise, like in my in my experience, because this is my first cruise, definitely go on a Disney cruise. I will tell you hands down that I was kind of nervous. I'm like, okay, what if it's too packed? What if it's, you know, you're in a ship with so many people, you know, that's not going to turn out well. What about seasickness? I did not experience any of that. I had a, you know, a little medical patch for seasickness and that helped me out the most for this trip. Um, It was one of the most best experience I've ever had with Disney. And it kind of made me love Disney a little bit more. Cause like, this is the true experience that we're all looking for at the parks. Yeah. Like this is what you get here. Um, So definitely do that. And I, I will say this right now for me, and you know, I hopefully it's true for everyone else. You're not going to go to any other cruise after this. You're going to want to just stick with Disney Cruise because their service was just outstanding. I always, I always talk about this after my first Disney cruise, and I mean, I've only gone on my one, and it's like just the thought of going on a cruise and wanting, like, I probably will expand my horizons and try other cruise lines, but I'll never have that excitement that I had for a Disney cruise. It's like watching the Super Bowl versus watching a regular <laughs> Sunday game. It's like you're going to spend more, mm-hmm. but you know you're going on the best of the best with Disney. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say, and I think I've mentioned this when I talked about Disney Cruise Line when I when I first went, it is geared, though, for folks who are Disney fans. I do think yeah. people who aren't Disney fans will struggle where like a Royal or Norwegian's probably better off just for the fact that it is very Disney in your face. Not to the point where like any Disney fan will love it, no matter mm. how, you know, if you're a crazy fan or you're a casual fan. But if you're like, I'm not a Disney person, that would be the only time I'd be like, don't do this. <laughs> you're probably not going to like it. Yeah. But yeah, it is I- nice. You have the adult sections mm. that make, you know, give you like kind of that little hideaway too. That that's another thing. Having the adult section in a Disney Cruise Line, like you're not bothered by kids screaming, kids, um, and you just feel like you're, you know, like an adult, like just being there, quiet and just peaceful, relaxing. That was also great. Like you can just step away from all the craziness. Um, so Disney does it amazing because you had those two separate sections. Yeah. And they're great. It's just a nice breather. You're still right near everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a big enough section where you feel like you can truly escape. Um, and we love children, but sometimes we just want <laughs> quiet. Yeah, And exactly. you totally get that. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was great. Like, I 
I loved it. And, you know, you're right. If if someone goes to Disney maybe once or twice a year and they're not too big of a fan, maybe they can stick with, like, the other cruise lines. But if you're constantly going to Disney, watching all those Disney movies, this is the cruise for you. Yeah. If you are a Disney fan, you have to do a Disney cruise at least once in your life, I feel like. Yeah. Because it's the experience, like Alex said, it's the experience that, you want in the parks it's the level of service and it it is different i mean you know you're dealing with maximum four thousand guests a day the parks you're dealing with tens of thousands across yes basically the city of (laughs) manhattan in orlando Mm -hmm. and Um, if if they think like oh this is all going to be just geared for like family activities don't think that at all because all the activities range from like just from kids to adults, you know, they have their adult sections for activities. So you have everything there. So don't feel, don't, don't think that you're going to be left out. And I think that's so important to mention because so many people, that's their biggest, like the two biggest deterrences I think from people that I hear from is no alcohol package, which personally for me, I'm fine with, I'm not the biggest drinker anyways. Although Disney Cruise Line, I think, has great drinks, and they always have a $5 special every day yeah. mm-hmm. for at least one drink. Um, and the activities there, I mean, kids will like the Broadway-type Beauty and the Beast show as well, but I actually think you're going to appreciate it more as an adult than the child will. Exactly. It's just the shows are phenomenal. Entertainment's phenomenal. Um, I wish I could do a Disney Cruise every month <laughs> of my life, um, but... I definitely, like yourself, plan to go on another one in the near future. Yeah. Like, I, I've already talked, you know, with everyone that I know. I'm like, I'm going to, to another Disney cruise either sometime this year or definitely next year. But it's going to happen because I need to go back. It's a must. It's yeah. a must. Alex, we appreciate you joining the show. Tell us. We know you're a photographer. We know you're going to post pictures. Where can we find you? So you can find me on my Instagram, A-Rod Photos, uh, with an S at the end. Um, I'll be posting photos soon. I haven't been able to get around to, to it because I've been really busy this week just getting off and kind of saying like, oh, man, I want to go back on the cruise. But I'll be posting photos soon, and you'll see my entire trip there. We're excited to see it, Alex. Thank you again for joining the show. For everyone else, I'll be back next week um, on a quest to eat at every Disney restaurant uh, at Magic Kingdom. Um, knocking off with two more restaurants on the list this weekend. So more to share there. Um, thank you again, Alex. Hope everyone that listened to this has a little bit more motivation to go on a Disney cruise. And uh, I will talk to everyone next week.